everybody, and welcome to Ghosty Stuff. Uh, this is our ghost-based podcast where we discuss the existence of ghosts. Uh, hi, I'm Max, and I believe in ghosts, and these are Caleb and David. They don't believe in ghosts. This episode of Ghosty Stuff was brought to you by Donut Wolf. Hey, I'm uh, David. I'm the ghost disbeliever on this podcast. I do not believe in ghosts. I'm here for all the evidence Look, we can find. Now, I'm you... sick of Max slandering us, quite frankly. I'm a ghost believer. I oh, own... No, I no, sleep no, on a Ouija board. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you believe in ghosts. I okay. special th- special shout out sorry. to our sponsor, though Donut Wolf, ride the chariot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, David, I can't believe that you don't believe in ghosts, considering you saw that ghost the other night in the woods. Could could have been anything. I did spend a night in the woods, though. Ooh! Hey guys, <laughs> Teen welcome up. to the. Cr- yeah, I did it. Yay! <laughs> Max laid it up, and I dunked it. Dunk it, baby. Dunked, he dunked that donut yeah. hole, though. I, you betcha. <laughs> uh, dunked that donut yeah, hole. Well, this is our episode, uh, Night in the Woods. We are kicking off uh, Max's month. Max which, month. Yeah, does it have a title? Like mine was War Boys. Yours is War Boys. Got... We haven't really. The War Boys happen organically. Yeah, yeah, mine is. Right. My month is really focused on like. Visuals. It is, it is aesthetic with Aesthetics. spaces in between, is what it is. Max's pretty things. Max, yeah, Max's month of pretty things, <laughs> featuring these and boys. Pretty, ge- pretty, pretty gems or pretty babies. It's perfect. Ooh, I like that. That'll be what nice. it is. That'll uh, be good. We're kicking this off with, like I said, night in the woods. Which credit to us, pats on the back. Our like quickest turnaround mm-hmm. of a game being released and us talking about it. This is the most like. R- I almost said controversial. That's not what it is. Um, this is we got some hot timely, takes for you. The most this timely. Is, this is the most. There we go. Thank you. This is the or most topical. timely podcast I think we've ever done. Yeah, um, Overwatch was prior to that, and that was maybe what three, like seven two months? or th- two or three months at least. Oh, okay, okay. No, more than that. It was May. Like May was when Overwatch came out. So. Oh yeah, no, it was a doozy. Never mind. Yeah, that was yeah. Our, time. our average is games that came out in like 2010. So let's party. Well, this <laughs> game, this game came out two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, we're crushing it. So this is definitely and, our uh, our timeliest. Um, which which would actually introduce. Normally, we tell you guys to like look certain things up for some reference. There's a lot you can't look up yeah, in this game because yeah, it just don't like exist. Game online don't yet. exist. I mean, it do it do exist, but like it don't exist the way I want it to. <laughs> I want to be able, I want to be able to look up every individual scene to. Re-watch. Hopefully, this this fine podcast will spread the word of Night in the Woods to the rest uh, of the internet. Yeah, no one it starts else. with two people, and then they'll tell one person, and then that one person. You're, you're will drawing tell a everyone. pyramid right now. <laughs> it's all a giant conspiracy, just like Night, Night in the Woods. So okay. Night- no, enough beating around the Possum Springs, Max. Dive in. <laughs> Night in the Woods, uh, again, just came out two weeks ago, um, and basically comes down to the brainchild of three people, Alec Holka, Scott Benson, and Bethany Hockenberry. Uh, applause sound, applause sound. Pause, pause. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Uh, musician, artist, director, writer. Uh, th- that's, like, those are the three things that kind of define the game. Music, art, and writing. And animation, yeah, animation, for sure. Um, and it's, a uh, it's, uh, the, uh, Infinite Fall and Finji, those uh, as the studios. And actually, it's on Unity, um, which still blows my mind a little. We'll bit. talk about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Man, Unity's come a long way. Um, boy, oh boy! <laughs> and yeah, so this actually started off as like a Kickstarter project, uh, like a lot of little indie games do nowadays. Hmm. Um, and was funded in uh, 26 hours, so people wanted to play. Oh, 
did a did a quick funding and oh. yeah, they did a pretty good job on that one. Uh, basically, the premise of the game is uh, you play as May, a college dropout cat. Um, everyone in the character, everybody in this game are anthropomorphic characters, uh, all aminals. So we have May, our protagonist, uh, who we'll get to because she's pretty important. Um, college dropout cat returns to her hometown and uh, tries to figure her life out and get her shit together. Uh, the game is very reminiscent of like life. It's not. It's not a game. It's not a game you play as an escape. It's a of life. It's like not a game you play as an escape because everything is very paralleled by like very real human shit. Um, in the routine of life. In the routine of life, for right. sure. Um, so yeah, she returns. She returns to her hometown of Possum Springs, which is sort of a, a substitute Middle America, economically suffering kind of con- uh, country. That was wrong. Uh, kind of town. <laughs> And yeah, y'all seen of, Gilmore Girls? Yeah, it's basically just Gilmore Girls. It stars Hollow, but more <laughs> yeah. bummery. Well, I, I think <laughs> the most bummery. The most interesting thing about this town is it once. I mean, it's it's sort of a blue collar town that you know once had a strong manual labor force, a uh, mining industry specifically. Yeah, right, right. Uh, which is very evocative of specific. American towns, so it's it's, interesting it's weird. That chose that. It's weird that it feels very like specific to a town, but there isn't really a specific town that it is. Right. It's it's playing to like a very unique kind of subset niche environment. Mm-hmm. Um. But so she returns home, and aside from the fact that she's like trying to. Well, it's not the fact that, like, she hasn't really openly admitted what's going on with her life, and so she's, like, trying to figure her shit out in that regard. She's sort of basically play the game exploring town, catching up with your old friends from high school. Uh, the things that you do when you drop out of college and return home. Uh, which I do, you wanted, do you want to describe the, the um, kind of the routine of, of the game? Well, I was going to just start off with the, the main three, uh, besides May. Uh, okay. Basically, you have uh, B, who is a uh, goth crocodile who uh, runs her dad's store, uh, hardware store. Who uh, always has a lit cigarette in her mouth. Always has a lit cigarette. <laughs> never seems to have any real emotional no. fa- facial animation. Real quick, real quick though. So this game probably took me about six hours to beat. And I did not know that was a lit cigarette until that scene where it's dark, and that's the only thing the you can mo- see up until really? then. Yeah, I thought, we'll, we'll get to I that. I thought she I, was shittily eating a lollipop. I, <laughs> I, I really like that segment, but we'll get there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a ways off. Um, and then you have uh, Greg, who I suppo- who's basically... Well, B is an old... like y- When they were really little kids, May and B were really good friends. Um Greg is a another uh, like friend from that kind of time period. He's a kind of like he's like a kind of punky, uh, committing crimes. Uh, <laughs> a rough fox, fox with his boyfriend Angus, who is the 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 quiet one of the group. Who I love. I love oh, Angus. He's so great. Angus is awesome. <laughs> and yeah, basically, it sort of plays out, and you're you're basically playing a very like you're playing a difficult week in may's life essentially um as things play out you sort of reintroduce yourself and reacquaint yourself with the town and then you hit a like 
Halloween substitute festival, and you see a kidnapping of some sorts. And May is sort of dealing dealing with not being sure if the kidnapping is a real thing, thinking it's a ghost, trying to investigate it, and the plot progresses from there. I think that's sort of a fair yeah. Yeah, intro. That's a good overview for sure. I mean, there's there's a lot of like specific details. So, <laughs> I mean, the basic mechanics of the game once it really gets going is you wake up, you can talk to people, and then you sort of choose which of that group you want to hang out with for the day, and mm-hmm. then it will take you to a segment where you hang out with them, and then you get to the end of the day. That's really mm-hmm. the that is the routine of the game, right? And routine is a really important phrase with this game because part of the point of the game is to establish your own routine yeah and i think the routine is always truncated with constants which is important i mean you will start your day more often than not with your mother at the kitchen table reading a book and you can have a conversation with her you go out do your shenanigans for the day which is honestly not a huge part of the day because you're waking up so late um and then you go back home have a moment with your father go upstairs you can choose to go on the computer and then you go to bed and play some and demon tower i didn't play a lot of demon tower at all uh, as a as a side note there is a video game within this video game called demon mm-hmm. tower that is a kind of dungeon crawlery-esque game that is not not a mini game it is a full yeah, it's like game an actual ass there. game <laughs> Um, Oddly enough, I've been playing Bloodborne before this, and it translated kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a dodgy two D top view platform. Uh-huh. That's not Night in the Woods. That's Demon Tower, which Demon Tower is good too. Um, yeah, <laughs> indoors. It, it was just it's it's super weird to play a video game where you're you're playing a character who's essentially like trying to not fuck up her life and is wasting time, and then you go and you waste time by playing mm-hmm. having her play a video game. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's something weird about that. Mm-hmm. So um, this is Max's pretty month of pretty babies. Where do you want to start? I want to talk. I want to start with the prettiness because it's a pretty game. It's got like a mm-hmm. very it, it it very much has a like from the very beginning though. I mean, when they announced the Kickstarter, part of it, I think the success is like this game has a look and it sticks to the look and it mm-hmm. is strong. Um, that you can Google. Just Google Night in the Woods and appreciate the pictures that you see mm-hmm. on your screen. It's pretty, and I think that the main thing is that while there is this really pronounced style, they do a lot of really interesting things with color and a lot of really interesting things with, like, screen movement and segments. Yeah, I would say in um, perspective as well. Like, the scenes of you in a car, per se, and t- especially, like, yes. towards the end, I, I remember um, having a moment with Angus in the car and things get a little surreal. And it's the, the way the camera is framed... It is from the... It's pulled out and a three-dimensional car is approaching with two-dimensional characters. But then there's a moment where May is starting to kind of freak out and the car starts to tip over. It, dist- it distorts, It yeah. distorts completely. Um, but I, that perspective is just... It's incredibly jarring, but it, it works with the rest of the aesthetic, which I, I think is like... In, it's incredible considering that this is a Unity game and that normally does not work at all with mm-hmm. these sorts of games um there's also a couple of segments where you have you're like taking elevators from floor to floor mm-hmm. and the the floor itself scrolls into the screen mm-hmm. and there tend to be like really established single colors to the floors mm-hmm. it's just it's it's smart and a lot of the color relationships are very well informed by color theory and that they play off each other in the right kind of ways 
Um, there are some dream segments that have in particular. So like after a certain point, May starts having very bizarre, vivid dreams. Mm-hmm. And the dream segments have incredibly interesting colors. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to like, there were, there were segments I wanted to take pictures of to share like as when I was trying to convince you guys to play the game. And I was like, I want to send photos of these dream segments to sell them. And my camera was like, no, I simply can't. No. Like, no, I Max does not have an iPhone. So. Like, I simply, I simply cannot do this. It's far too saturated. Like, there's too much color contrast. Yeah. <laughs> it, gets, it gets very interesting, though. Like, May becomes, like, it's basically a blue luminescent cat. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, the texture of the buildings every now and then is replaced, like, sort of a star field thing going on. It just sort of, like... A lot of layering. To it's sort of create this very it's also real environment. The the layering of the lighting effects I think is super impressive because most of those levels are incredible like stark silhouettes with just pops of orange. But there are moments where May will jump to a building that is behind her, but there's this weird projector effect that's across the character um, mm. that I found like really interesting and just is something that is not in the rest of the game at all but it it looks like a nice vibrant projection over her um which is neat yeah they play they play around some really interesting stuff in those Mm -hmm. segments um so the one of the most important things in this game really comes down to the writing yes man did they nail the writing um Mm -hmm. it is very good it is if you like if you like wordy talky games you'll probably like this game if you don't like wordy talky games, you, you probably won't it. like this game because that is ninety percent of the point of the game. Is like, hate it. is like basically the the game is essentially a short term character study. Uh, you have like a very you have like this kind of limited amount of time where you can explore a couple different characters and decide how well you want to. It, it basically mm-hmm. the the ending your night and picking if you want to who you want to hang out with. There's a very limited amount of time for that. Uh, the game will progress. You will hit the end of the game at a certain point, regardless if you still want to spend more time with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually something at the beginning. Your mom says that uh, when you talk to her in the kitchen, um, she says, "What is it? Oh, um, I got this. Uh, what is it? Friendships are like trees; you have to water them. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you just run out of water. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you just run out of water. And that is kind of like what it comes down to. Basically, uh, you." kind of have to choose if you want to have a closer relationship with B or with Greg. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's like very much how that sort of thing plays out. But there isn't I, a there's no consequence to right. That's the thing I think is really important. There is no consequence to not doing things in this game. There is and I think this is a very important step in terms of how mature it is with its subject matter. You compare it to other games that attempt to have your character build friendships, like a, a Grand Theft Auto 4 in particular. Okay, the most it, obvious comparison to this game. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, but it, it's true. Like, a large portion of that game yeah. was establishing friendships with your cousin or other people. You were guilt-tripped for not spending time with other characters. And I love how organic they handle your decisions in this game like if you you know i i didn't feel like i was blowing everybody off i mean everybody was they had their own routine you know greg mm-hmm. was every every time you'd ask can we hang out he would instead say stuff like you know i have date stuff with angus today 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, that's fine, you know? But it, it never felt like they were guilting you for the decision that you're trying to make. What happens as you play is if you are gravitating more towards B and you're spending more time with her, Greg's role gets reduced and he turns into a comic relief slapstick character. Mm-hmm. And alternatively, I've, I've played both routes now. If you uh, focus on building a relationship with Greg, B turns into a like hyper sarcastic uh like negative one of the group but not negative in like a like depressing way negative in just having like super her, her, her their... sort of standard mo- her, her standard like cynicism yeah it fits the characters too which i think is you know it, there's no disservice depending on which action or route that you take i mean they would be those characters anyway and there uh, are self guilt like they didn't impose any, but like I wanted to hang up. Yes. Actually, the the problem that I ran into is that a lot of the times when you trigger these go hang out events, I didn't realize that was a dialogue option I selected. Where it's like I planned on hanging out with Greg today. Oh, I guess I'm going to the ball now. <laughs> That's how it is. In truth, in truth, though, in life, sometimes you have plans, and then you talk to somebody else, and you accidentally get dragged into something else, and it fucks up True. your plans for the day. True. True, but also in truth, I don't select a dialogue option and all of a sudden this everything goes black <laughs> and I appear there. So you don't? That happens to me all the time. Push and pull. Right. Push and That's pull. It's just life, David. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, let's go to that gallery show, and then it's a fade to black and I'm there. And um, then Max is running in a silhouette. In a silhouette. <laughs> yeah. And I pass jangling. out when I, when I pass <laughs> jangling. Because yeah, I hang the bells off of it. Um, <laughs> so at this point it would seem as though this is a very cute game with some real themes. Cute. Let's talk about how real those themes get because this is this is I think a game that succeeds from being something that is very visually cute mm-hmm. but is incredibly thematically dark. Mm-hmm. Um there is a there is a tonal shift in this game that is insane. Um <laughs> it goes from like trying to figure out small town life to like cosmic horror existentialism is uh, there a god yeah yeah may has a like may essentially is simultaneously having a psychosis break a crisis of faith um dealing with her own insecurities it's just a pile of shit in terms of what may what may is trying to like fully wrap her head around and they, they also are hinting at it the entire way through i mean it's it's one of those things where they balance the security and the sort of disillusionment of suburban life where you're really trying to hold it together but you can't fully explore what's really eating at you um Mm -hmm. and i I think those moments are they're cathartic i mean it's it could have very easily been an unearned turn um but it, it yeah it just feels like a natural conclusion of what they've been hinting at the entire game the other detail that i like is that uh this game succeeds because may is such a character mm-hmm. um may may is i would say while there's uh there's the whole like actual like i guess villain plot we don't actually even talk about that we'll get to that in a sec mm-hmm. um yeah we're gonna need to because that that's yeah, a we'll that's a doozy that. i was i knew that was a doozy though so i was like we'll get there um in a lot of ways, I consider May the primary protagonist and antagonist. Um, 
May is her own worst enemy a lot of the times. Like um, we all are. Like though. we all are. There are I, I feel like there are a lot of situations and it would almost like alternate. Like I would have one scene and I'm like, oh May, you're being a goofball, and one scene where I'm like, oh my god, May, shut the fuck you're up. Dick. You are ruining <laughs> this shit for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, Be nice to your mom. She's the one character I have no problems with. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. But also, there's that whole thing with, with with the mom thing. That there's a fight you have with your mom at one point about why you dropped out of college because May doesn't really want to talk about it and actively like avoids discussing it at all. And I was just like, May, just say it. I want to know why. Just get this shit. Let's get the ball rolling <laughs> right. here. Um, another one I think is a great exa- like a great May being her own antagonist is when she's drunk at the party. Oh god! With B and B is like B is like introducing the idea like, hey, you forgot that my mom died, and then you're just a drunken pile of nothing, and you're trying to be articulate, and then you're just slurring out like dialogue choice of, oh god, I'm oh god, B, I'm so mortified by my behavior. How could I ever like? How could I ever make amends? And then you're just like, B, I'm sorry. (laughs) May, calm down. (laughs) So I want to. I want to get back on to like sort of the times when the game gets real, but yeah. I feel like we should cover the ending first. Cause those okay, all right, all right, let's talk about the ending. Because it goes hand in hand. Yeah, okay. So, the, the, the May believes that she is seeing a ghost, um, and following Halloween, you have a series of segments where she is investigating ghost happenings and trying to figure out what's going on. It is not a ghost. In truth, it is a cult, and they are actual, real-ass people that she has seen, and people are just missing. Um, in the town. In the town, yeah, which mm. there's... Boy, there's something I, there's something I can go into on that. Um, but, yeah, they're just, like... They are real-ass people, and they're, like, kidnapping, and they are sacrificing people to a pit in the ground, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, pit in the ground being a cosmic otherworldly horror that is uh, who's actually referred to as the black goat um i never got that it's, never got it's that either uh, if you don't pick a certain dialogue choice they won't say what its name is okay um the black goat is what it's called there isn't really an expansion on that um but interestingly enough may's hallucination dreams are like the, the cultists, like, refer to her own dreams and, like, mm-hmm. the shit that she's dreaming is actually relevant to what's going on. Mm-hmm. She just she just stumbles in. Basically, like, it's a situation where somebody is having an existential crisis and a crisis of faith and trying to figure out their life. And they happen to stumble into a murder cult in their hometown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a doozy. And so... The, so... <sighs> I, 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 Max, you love this game so much. It's a dude. Like, no, just, just, I, just do it. Just go. I, I want I just want to be succinct though. So like, the game sort of ends after you find out this cult, and you inadvertently commit like you're in a mine, and then you accidentally break the elevator, which like everyone's like, shit. There's no way for these people to get out. They're, they're gonna die. It's now. gonna take yeah, a few yeah, days. They get, they get <laughs> trapped. The they game get trapped in end, mine, and they're just all dead. The game essentially ends after that with May saying like, I'm gonna have to learn to like live with my decisions. Let's just try to have a normal day. And it's just like, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Yeah, so like, my pro... So, my issue is, like, when those moments when the game does get super real, like when May is having all these, like, literal conversations with God to her, Mm -hmm. um, and then you find out that... So, the game took a lot of different turns where I thought, okay, so this is what it's going to be about to be, and I feel like none of those were resolved. Like, there was this conversation I had where she's talking to B, like... 
I, I just sort of like snapped one day and lost faith in everything. And to me, everything was shapes and I couldn't connect with everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's just like sort of revealed that she has this like incredible mental issue. Um, and then it's sort of, oh, also there's a cult. Bye. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. But Here's it's the thing, symbolic though. of something more. In, in, in trying to parallel reality... Mental issues don't just get resolved sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's I, something I she's gonna. That. That's something that she's at the end. You end the game with her sort of like starting to accept her own issues and trying to figure out how she can actually move forward. Um, but I think it's also an. I, read that, I, I did not read that actually, and my playthrough it came more across like I'm going to ignore this because everyone kept trying to like. I, I think it's. Hey, bit, how are we going to process what happened? Yeah, she's I, like, I think it's a, a bit. It's a bit of. It's a bit of both because you you think about like how similar of a parallel they're drawing between the cultists and may's own crisis of faith Mm -hmm. and self-fulfillment i I think it's it's really her trying to move into sort of a a state of like sort of not willing to come to terms and, and just saying okay this is my life now and then also being comfortable with that um, because if she were to get into the real pit of what was going on in that cave, um, I think she could follow a... Si- I mean, she she has that moment when she's in that existential void where she's like, I need to be angry. I need to be, you know, this this sort of ball of chaotic energy. And I think she's still internalizing a lot of that. And for her... If she were to embrace that dark side, she would be like the cultist. And I think for her, in order to even that out, she need a part of her needs to disengage from that and to not acknowledge it. Um, mm-hmm. The other, the other problem that I have whenever I try to start thinking about, like you know, May moving on and coming to terms with whatever is going on with her, is like so they want they super casually be like, ah, we killed all these people. That sucks. And the only thing I can keep thinking about is like there are a bunch of people that are going to be waking up at that town, and there are about a dozen people that are no longer there. Mm-hmm. And May's just like, well, time to move on, right. I guess. And you know what's you know what's interesting on a replay? Huh? Who the fuck could those people be? Anyone driving by in a car? It could be literally mm-hmm. anyone. They never explore who anybody could be. Mm-hmm. I like, imagine it, when you there's when like a when group you of four judgy dads, when <laughs> I you, assume those were some of them. Well, I always wondered if the uh, the any members of that like city town hall council group, the four people that would stick together throughout the game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always wondered if it was any of them uh, because in the epilogue segment, they are not around town at all. Um, but that's kind of like so. Here's here is something which I will say about the ending of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is you know it is a very abrupt ending. I mean, the game just ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ends in a way with it, it, and it, and it ends with such an abruptness that like it's intentional. I mean, you, you can't say something that ends that abruptly and that like okay, and there we are. Like yeah. it's, it's a very intentional decision on their part. That, that's actually something I would say about this game. Intentional is a really important word. Mm-hmm. Everything in this game is very thought out. They know what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that part of the really abrupt ending with, and I agree with you, there are some very unresolved issues. There are actually some, we haven't really gotten into the side plot lines. We'll get there in a sec, I guess. Um, There are a lot of side plot lines around town which are never really resolved. They just kind of remain Mm -hmm. open. And I think that part of that is that I think at its core, this game is about playing one character's very shitty week. 
<laughs> I mean, that's what the, the game is basically playing a exceptionally shitty week in the life of may the college dropout who's having a reality break psychosis episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in that regard and, and in the way that it tries so hard to parallel real life shit just ends like it's like oh okay and we've moved like this has happened Shit. Also, I don't think I, it would have added much of anything if that was resolved. I mean, would you really want her aunt to stumble upon what happened in the cave and have like a um, whole fallout with that? I don't think it would have... I, I don't want to get too much into a conversation of, they should have done this and this, and here's okay. how I would have done it. But I feel like my gut reaction would be to take out that cult thing and like just take that out and like because i feel like it sort of takes i don't know about that no i really i i really like that all of the ghost shit is just wrong like may is just may is seeing something that she just interprets entirely incorrectly and they just stumble (laughs) into something because may is too nosy but I, i think it's also like it's a validation for her she spends a lot of time really being self deprecating and saying you know, this is all in my head and I'm being really hard on myself. And this is something that I feel like not a lot of games explore. It's that that anxiety that really can be consuming and you, you end up feeling a lot crazier and a lot more unstable. So, you know, the moments where like you're with Angus and you're looking up at the stars and oh, all of a sudden Angus is like, yeah. hey, t- you know, let's be chill. But like someone is watching us behind you. It's but, it's a validating me, moment. Yeah. I didn't know if you were. Gonna, let me. I didn't know if you were going to say where Angus is like, "Hey, there's someone watching us," or where Angus is like, "Hey, I got super abused by my parents." Oh, yeah. that like, also, man! Holy fucking like, shit! Like fuck. that's oh, it's such a great. They, they, just, they, they, they just layer like cute segment into yeah, pretty constellations totally, into totally. super in the, real addressing of in persons, the way that like, they went from each constellation as well, like. Having the Angus be a representation of yes. like the whale with the weight of the world on his shoulders, just uh-huh, amazing. Uh-huh, uh-huh, anyway, just, yeah. David, what were you saying? <laughs> uh, let, let me ju- then let me just re uh, re not reiterate. That's not the word I'm looking for. It's not so much that I wish like the cult thing was gone out together. Uh, for me, I think this game could have either been cute town, something goes weird, really weird, and it's not what she expected it to be, or charming character study shit gets really real talking to real people find out that may have sort of a mental illness and i feel like as it is written right now those two different things don't work super well together and i almost wish it just would have focused on one and i personally lean towards charming character study with Mm. a side focus on mental illness okay i i I can see what you're going with there for sure um i do kind of think that one of the really interesting things about this game is that there's a shit ton of different themes um, and they're just like, there are thematic elements of all varying types. Um, and in fact, there's so, all right. I just want to, I, we're going to say, I just come and I also add this, um, <laughs> cause I was going to, I was going to spe- specifically bring up the church actually. Um, okay. because if you don't spend time in the church, the crisis of faith thing is never a big thing. Um, so in the segments before you go and hang out with a friend for the night, you have, a, I mean, it's still it's an unlimited amount of time to wander around town. Um, what that amounts to is exploring different little venues, trying to figure out uh, what characters are around during the day. Uh, a lot of characters are always in the same spot, so you can kind of like just return to them and keep building up relationship with them. But none of those are required, and you can play the game and totally ignore things or totally miss things. Uh, the game is full of secrets. There's a ton of stuff that people still haven't even really figured out which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but cannot I, stress how recently this game came out. There are still achievements with a 0% unlock rate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all of the different side characters, they kind of all have their own greater themes to them. So, like, if you're not spending time at the church... And it also it informs your opinion of the town itself. So, and, I, and I've read, like, you could totally never go to church, which would eliminate the conversations you have with Pastor K, with your mom... Uh, mm-hmm. You would you would miss the teens, uh, the goth teens, which is a great little <laughs> segment. Um, but that really changes your opinion of Possum Springs itself because the town is the, the town. The church is a very earnest segment. Mm-hmm. The church is very much about, aside from the goth teens, they're kind of their own thing. The church is about good people trying to do a good, trying to do good things in a suffering town, mm-hmm. like Batman, like Batman. Um, past, Pastor K, Pastor K is Batman. <laughs> the Batman of Possum Springs. Right. Um, and if you don't see that, Possum Springs doesn't have that quality because there is no one else doing that in town. Mm-hmm. Which is where part of the unique thing, especially on a, uh, a totally blank first playthrough of this game, is that who you talk to informs your opinion of the town. You could entirely talk to... People like Lori and Germ, who's over uh, on the far side of town, and get this weird opinion of this supernatural shitty town. Uh, they both have lower opinions of the town, and it really like it, it. What you make of the what you make of the entire experience shapes your opinion, which I think is really kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where having all of these different kinds of thematic elements as opposed to having a really tunnel vision approach i think is kind of successful mm-hmm. and it's kind of unique in that way i mean a lot of times a game will say so i, I i've actually used this as an example i think it's just a fair example because it's also a dialogue heavy game that explores heavy themes uh similar like undertale where the game from That's the, a fair comparison. where God the game it. the game the game is just about morality. It doesn't really it's got other things to it. I mean that's a you know a super oversimplification. But mm-hmm. the the core foundation of Undertale is founded yeah. in a discussion of morality. Mm-hmm. Night in the Woods has so many themes that I don't think I could actually pin down a what is the core concept of Night in the Woods. I mean, finding your way. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's. I think that's, it is, that's what, so, what am that's I? That's so. That's so vague, vagued out though, intentionally. Because yeah, I mean, morality is vague too. Okay, fine. I I meant like that's what we call moral like, night, gray. Night in the woods is about existentialism and like psychological disorder and personal growth and crisis of finding faith. your way is inherently existential Man, fuck you i think it's just um, being, a, a, being a youth you know just being a youth be doing crime but she but she's not a youth i think it's I, very much it's very much about being on that threshold mm-hmm. she uh, is 20 she's 20 I, yes but these these are all themes that are so fucking relatable mm-hmm. to anybody who has gone through I mean, especially if you've gone to college and have graduated being dejected into real life. I mean, it is incredibly sincere without handles those themes. It was very interesting because, like, yeah, I I graduated college and then spent about a year back at home. And, Mm -hmm. like, just that feeling of, like, well, I'm back where I used to have no responsibilities, but, like... 
got to find a job. Everyone right. is older now. Right. I don't recognize the people in the neighborhood as well as I used it, to. It's also incredibly, you know, I also moved back home because I, I needed to save money after graduating. And gotta this get was, that money. Got to get that money. And uh, mm-hmm. this is a town, you know, the, the city of Mason is uh, kind of a <laughs> homogenized fuck-all place. Uh, but it, it's still... <laughs> Oh That's wow! Yeah, start. I've been in your hometown. It really does have some Possum Springs elements to it. It does. <laughs> wow! Yeah, it, it just it hits pretty home, you know. Um, it does. Um, so I was just very, very impressed um, at how accurate uh, a lot of these these feelings were. It's a weird, like, it's it's weird to think that like small town is something that you'd have to try to like to try to capture it like i don't even know where i would start in trying to go into that i mean you, but they you could, but but they nailed it and it's crazy yeah, like that's you, you could I, don't, go, I can't think of a lot of games that have this like i i was texting you about it and the whole cult turn in a small town has a very hot fuzz feel to it um mm-hmm. and i was i was really worried that you know you've been followed by this person in a trench coat for so long and, and there have been kidnappings and I, I was worried that the moment where you sort of look over the hill and see all the cultists gathered would turn into that scene in Hot Fuzz where they keep shouting the greater good um, yeah. but it, it instead goes into an entirely different direction of we are a town that is trying to retain what made us glorious in the first place and also reject what is not going to help us and also but, what is taking away opportunity from us and is making us suffer it's important that the cultists themselves are not like evil in their motivation they're right. sad uh, they're sad they're in their sad motivation. they're so sad they're, when they yeah. say when they say we threw somebody into the hole and then the next day you know there was blossoming plants i mean that shows you how far into this delusion that they are and a lot of those themes that they're wrestling with are themes that may is also struggling with as well the, the, the things they specifically mention as like these are the like they're like the jobs we're leaving the children we're leaving like mm-hmm. these are like these are and this is what they're, they, they're referred to as a cult of dads um <laughs> these are the dad cult these are these are yeah these are parents that are loyal to their hometown mm-hmm. that you, that they they once witnessed being great Mm-hmm. trying to cling to not only the like the memory of their town but the memory of their families as well yeah it's their it's their children that are leaving i mean yeah. there's something to that right can i just say but at this point in the episode we have referenced hot fuzz undertale and grand theft auto uh, as reference points <laughs> and if that doesn't sell you on the game i don't I, know I, well, I, well. I got let me, let me toss a fourth in there uh, catcher in the rye Okay. May sure. remind. I don't That's actually fair. like Catcher in the Rye a whole lot, but I don't either. For people that do like it and what they talk about liking it, mm-hmm. uh, what they talk about being is the elements of the of what they of the novel that they enjoy uh, are things that make me are the things I enjoy about May. May reminds right. okay. me of like. If I liked Catcher in the Rye, that's how I would feel about May. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I do feel about May. Um, so can we can we kind of pivot into mechanically some of the things that just didn't work? Um, there are there are some mechanic weirdness. I'll give I, I I would like I'd like to point out. I mean the the routine of your day to day. I think I I'm on board with and I appreciate yep. quite a bit. Um, the dream yep. sequences, while I appreciate what they are conceptually. 
I do not like the mechanics of having to find the four bandmates and then return to a space. I feel like it, it is a very grindy... Conceptually sort of, cool, very tedious. Very tedious. It's... And I, I, I knew every time that I would end my day and would have a very contained experience, it was sort of bogged down by the reality that, shit, I have to do another dream sequence. Now, here's the thing. There are four dream sequences that function that way, and there are another mm-hmm. four dream sequences, I think, that function an entirely different way. Mm-hmm. I think that here's the problem. Because if you think about it, the first dream segment where you're running around with the bat and breaking things. That's, yeah. Which, uh, by the way, that's her college. Oh, cool. When when you replay, huh. remember you, you break a statue? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. The statue, the statue pointing at her is, that's her college that she's wow, running Wow, okay. Um, but if you think about it, there's that. There's the nightmare segment where that you're walking through the red forest. There's talking to the mm-hmm. big god cat. The mm-hmm. problem, I think, with those musician segments are that all four of them are back to back. Which makes them feel more grindy. They're all early on in the game when you're still trying to get your footing on things. Mm-hmm. When you're still, when it's still very much about trying to wrap your head around like, oh, this is a game that's exploring mundane. Okay, what does that mean? Because no one, no one tries to explore mundane. It's like video right. games trying to explore subtle. <laughs> Which actually, mm-hmm. this game is kind of both. It's mundane and subtle, and it's it's playing with things that are kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, Interestingly enough, I think it's fair to say that at this point, with this, like the much prevalence that indie games have, there are probably a bunch of games that do tackle it. But it's just there are so many; it's hard to. That's like, true. That's true. We are not aware of any. Not going to say that no one else has done it, but it's a rare. Mm-hmm. It's a rare. <laughs> it's a rare thing to go f- with because mundane does not equate and uh, entertaining. True. Right. Um, it, but, it Night might... the Woods, but Night in the Woods does it well. Yeah, my issue is, you know, you explore mundane in a really fascinating way, but those segments are, like, Mm -hmm. objectively mundane. Like, they're just, you know what to expect, and it's far more interesting to have the dream sequences that break from that and are much more about the um, conceptual follow-through of May as a character. Which is a shame because those environments are really fascinating. Yeah, the one that's, they the are. One that, the one that's built on a train is yeah, bizarre. I love that. Like I I, love trying it. to wrap, trying to wrap your head around what that would actually look like as a full mm-hmm. thing is like, what am I even doing? Right. But um, I do think a big part of the problem is that all four of the musician finding segments are back to back every night. It's like night one, true. night two, that's night three, true. night four. Yeah. Um, interesting note. Uh, in terms of all the side character stuff. There are two musicians you can find in town. Um, I did not do this in my first playthrough. It took my second playthrough to figure it out. There's a sax... I found the saxophonist with the birds. There's a saxophonist with a bird, and there's a violinist um, who's playing in another corner. Hmm. Both on rooftops. You can unite them, and they will play together on that stage. And you will get a backstory about a band called... Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. Through. The Deep Hollow Hollers. Who were mm, solid name? Four mm-hmm. musicians, four musicians, a tuba player, a saxophonist, Ooh. a violinist, and an accordionist. Mm-hmm. Who, and those were the four musicians that you find in the dream. Who in the in the town's glory days when they had the mining community, uh, everybody would go see them after a mi- after a day's work. Interesting. What happened is that those four 
started losing their minds about a supernatural element in town and would go and play in the woods to ghosts and okay. froze to death. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Yep. Holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and that you can't find till like the end of the game, which is kind of a bummer. I actually think that if you got that backstory while you were playing those dream segments, it would have they would be a lot cooler. Uh-huh. I look forward to playing this game again. There's more so much to find in the game. Um, I I lament on both of you missing uh, Lori M, a personal favorite character of mine, a uh, horror horror movie obsessed fourteen uh, year old mouse who you go and check out train tracks with. It's <laughs> good. Uh, cool. it, it's sort of hard because I kind of want to mention this segment for a second, but. Uh, there are no YouTube videos of it, really, so I couldn't show you guys what it looks like, and, none, and neither of you found it, so I'm going to talk about something which you guys can't comment on, but I'm not going to spend very long on it. Basically, you go to a train tracks and with Lori, and she puts little metal figures on the rails to get run over by the trains, mm-hmm. and the two of you lay, so it's like there are two parallel tracks, and you're laying between two parallel tracks, and trains draw, uh, just come past you while you're laying and discussing life. And hmm. it's just, it's a very forced hmm. perspective. The camera nice. never changes, but you have these, like, trains that just come yeah. barreling across. Interesting. It's really, there's some really nice visual segments. I adore mm-hmm. that. Uh, another one I really enjoy is the only situation in the game where May actually mentions, like, looking to the future. Where she sits on a bridge and talks about her dream life with her dream wife. Um, which I think has some really nice dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh we haven't really talked we haven't talked about this but i kind of haven't talked about it because i like that it isn't it actually is addressed more so if you spend a lot of time with greg and angus um most of the most of the main characters are not straight um Mm -hmm. greg and angus are a a couple they're gay uh may is probably bi it's not entirely like it's not entirely explored she's also kind of asexual in her own way Mm um but it's 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 not like a big thing um, mm-hmm. 2017, y'all. 20, yeah, it's, it's very 2017, y'all. They just kind of are, and that's how it's right. treated. Um, now, if you actually do commit to, like, a Greg and Angus... So, oh, boy. You guys both spent more time with Bay, right? Yes. Again, accidentally, because half the time I was like, well, Ac- I'm going to hang out with Greg. Ac- to, oops. Accidentally is how it happens. Um, there are basically Wait. two emotional... Like, there are two nights where you will have an emotional segment with a character... Uh, Bay's being you can you go to dinner and you find out her whole situation, which is not great. Um, and then another one being when you go to a party with her and you kind of discuss the, their the relationship between the two of them. Greg and Angus alternatively have other emotional content which is explored and you don't get unless you spend time with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Greg Greg dealing with his own insecurities and fear of losing Angus. Mm-hmm. And then an actual fight between the two of them, which sucks. Like, man, that sucks. Oh, I that'd love, be brutal. Man, that sucks. I love those two. Having them fight really <laughs> made me sad. And here's the interesting thing: the root of them fighting is about you. Oh, jeez. Because because oh, Angus is the responsible one, and the two of them are trying to be responsible and look to, towards a forward life. And Greg keeps pulling. Uh, Greg May keeps pulling Greg into crime shit. Huh. The like the petty crime shit, which Angus yeah. is like, can we just be responsible? Oh, but it all works out. But man, that I was like, oh fuck this, I'm an asshole. Fuck you, May. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Too much. 
we should probably wrap up soon. I know. But since we were talking, since we were talking about this before the recording, can we talk about the voice acting discussion we had? We could talk about the voice acting discussion, I mm-hmm. suppose. Yeah. So, th- so this is all dialogue, which again, the dialogue is some of the best writing I've seen in a game. In the sense of it is super charming, super real, uh, very relatable. Um, but there were times when I wish to God it would have been voice acted, and that would take some like. I can see that that would maybe not work because sort of the silent moodiness is a feature of this game. Mm-hmm. But there were moments where, like, all of a sudden it would turn to, like, them being super funny or being a little bit more heartfelt. And you couldn't really pick up that shift mm-hmm. just because, like, the dialogue was all the same. Or there were times when, like, they were delivering these, like, really good jokes, like the dialogue between her, May and her mom, mm. and it was just all done, like, they have absolutely no change in expression, nothing else. Like, the text will maybe, like, wave a little bit for eels, emphasis, but it just, like... Eels, David. Eels, honey. But, like, it just sort of, like, it could have been, like, really taken to another level, I feel, if you could actually hear that emotion coming mm-hmm. through. Now, I disagree and I, I sort of I thought about this because I knew I knew this was something that you were, you had felt. Um, right. The my two feelings on that are the the three people that initiated it. One of them is a musician, not a voice actor. Obviously, like he's going to mm-hmm. prioritize the music. And I haven't brought this up. The music in this game is very good, very good. I actually replayed it specifically so that I could listen to music in segments because there was no soundtrack of anything yet. And there were yeah. pieces where I was like, I just want to let this scene just play in the background so I can hear the audio because I <laughs> love it. Um, and I, I and that is part of it is my my love of the audio. Uh, voice acting would inter- would intercept that and that would bother me. Uh, the other one is that I've seen a lot of let's plays where people are trying to do the voice acting and I hate hearing the characters. Oh, I want I want to read it. I just want to. Oh, read that's it. the worst kind. I of just want like I just want to read it and listen to the audio. And I know that I know that like listening to people read it is like the the like worst possible format yeah. for experiencing it a but fan it's just, dub but it's really just made me think of like i don't i don't really need the voice acting i mean what it's I not agree. necessary but there were no. moments when i wished it were there i can i can feel on that and you know what i do appreciate though hmm. they didn't try to go for uh before we were recorded caleb mentioned legend of zelda they didn't try to make <laughs> like a like Animal Crossing's language to go in the background of this. Yeah, it's just it's That's just more Banjo-Kazooie, Sorry, that was very Banjo Kazooie. Good job, yeah. though. That was, that was some point. I I appreciate them not doing that and just letting it be. I mean, there's just like a little bloop sound effect when the bubble comes up, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the dialogue is quiet in that way, and I wonder if that's what makes us sort of compare. Or, or talk about how well written it is as like a literary reference because I mean in a lot of ways there's like a literary quality to the game yeah mm-hmm. so Max is there anything you want to say before we move into the ending stuff God there's so much I want to say but there's no time I know you can just text us about it I can just text you about <laughs> or just it like, just start an endless thread on there's our just Facebook there's so much there's so much about. real shit like we mentioned the eels for a half a second God damn that's so on point character having running joke with mom God damn it. <laughs> this um, is brilliant it's like there's so much it's the subtle shit it's like so here's here's what i will end with because there's a lot of things i could spend time on this is a game where you don't there's no consequence for what you do there is no required way to play it it, it informs it informs itself based on what you discover and you don't have to discover you don't have to do everything it's easy to miss stuff but all of the little details matter to an enormous extent no dialogue in this game is wasted. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I never I never felt like there was anything that was just in there for filler. Um, and that's crazy. Like that's that's an enormous success on the writing's behalf. Mm-hmm. Do we want to do coffee table, or do you not see the need for that? Given this is more of a theme month, and you want to cover this later, how do you want to? You're just trying to remedy the fact that you forgot about the coffee table in one of your days. You um, be... I'm afraid. I'm afraid you guys are gonna pounce. You know, be you know, be great, huh? Well, maybe not. Never mind. I was gonna say what? we should have another episode at the very end of the theme month, so each person has three games, three weeks, and then the last episode could be a discussion about all three games and how they sort of fit into the theme of the uh, month. Uh, no, okay. Nice F- to do before. We... They would we'll, nice. we'll talk about that off air. We'll talk about that off air. I was like, this is an off air conversation. I am going to talk about where it fits. It, I think that it, this is an interesting one because we don't know what kind of last begin our hit coffee table segment. <laughs> <laughs> Crack that book we're writing open. A book. Crack we, it. We're writing a, we don't... our history of video games. Where we're going to come in the coffee table book. Go Max. I, I'm just trying to actually get some thoughts out because we're running close to an hour on this. Um, this is exactly what you wanted. Shut the fuck up. It is what I wanted. I, I could spend. I could. There's so many more things I could spend time on. Holy shit. Um, there was shit we had to skip with Spec Ops. You don't get this. I, <laughs> Skip, you mean forgot? Um, yeah, yeah, David, where were you leading the yeah, pack? That's that's fair. It's hard to know where this will sort of fall into a greater a greater scope, uh, simply because mm-hmm. it's so new. We don't really know what lasting power it's going to have yet. I happen to think this game is very special. Um, I think it's really unique. I also was very excited about this for like three years. Like when this game was announced on Kickstarter, I was like, <gasps> and I'm really thrilled that it was what I hoped it was, which is rare because Last Guardian was not. Um, we should talk about that. We'll game. get there. We'll get there. We'll talk about it. I gotta beat uh-huh. it. Um, I just have to motivate myself to play it. Um, it's there's. I think that there's something unique about it, and I think that games like this tend to have good staying power, and they tend to really quickly fall into art games. And I think this game will likely follow suit. In sort of an Undertale way of like, oh, it's a cute game with anthropomorphic characters exploring greater themes. Mm-hmm. I think that this game is addressing way more themes than games of its type tend to, mm-hmm. which is unique. Oh, oh, we can't stop yet. Sorry, guys. Max, fifty-five minutes. I need to get another idea out. You better be really. What's fucking the idea? Quick. Be succinct. Okay, so May's original psychosis break is linked to her playing a video game similar to Night in the Woods. So yeah, that's, there's, yeah, there's that's an true. entire there's an right. entire thing with the game where May mm-hmm. has disconnects from reality where the world becomes abstract mm-hmm. and this originates from playing a game where she was emotionally collect, connected to characters and having the game end on her. There's there's also a neat little uh, moment where you look in her sketchbook um, and there's May pixelated. Like her yeah. face, oh, surrounded by man. We talk about the sketchbook either. God damn, there's too much to talk oh, about in this there's game. There's too much, the- and this and this is exactly why I think this game will have good staying power and is a good. Like I don't know, I don't know if it, it good I, I would virility say in, in the in the coffee table book. It totally falls into a action adventure game, point and click art game, and I think that it'll mm-hmm. have a. I think it'll. I think it fits well, and I think it'll have good staying power. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> cool. I mean, I, yeah. I will just say, it, I mean, I think that as the, like, it's hard to say where it will go right now, but I think if we were writing the book, this would be sort of like the natural what comes next after Undertale, sort of what you said. Um, 
And it's, I mean, just like, I think it is very, okay, I stand by that point. Um, I actually, I, I love Undertale. Think, I think this is much better. Oh, I'm not yeah. saying it's better or worse. I just feel like this is naturally what would become next. I don't know if it's a natural evolution next. of it, but okay. All right, I stand by it. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I sound like I'm harsh on this game. It is solely because we are meant to critique. If I were not trying to critique it, I would have far less mean things to say about it. But I didn't think you were. Like, just, you're being hard on yourself now. Okay, I hate me. Go, Caleb. <laughs> then wow. this game is perfect. Hey, for David, you. you're you're David. really channeling May a bit here. Yeah, seriously. No, I'm just a trash mammal. <laughs> you're just a trash mammal. Um. Yeah. I honestly, this this is handling um, anxiety far better. I th- I think that's sort of the takeaway is these are themes that we all are going to have to deal with in our life. And I appreciate just how mature it is in handling it. It never, it never dwells, which I think is important. It never turns it into a hallmark moment. Uh, these are just real ass conversations and real mental uh, hurdles that we all have to deal with in some capacity or another. And it, it is a smorgasbord of these issues, but I think that's sort of the point. Um, so yeah, I, I just I yeah. love how mature it is. I love how yeah, it's lulling it's a, you in with something that man, is fundamentally like, it's, cutesy. It's There's so many things um, that I wanted to like add in. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say no, no, uh, no, 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 no. We have to, we are okay, no, no, no. I know, I know, I know. Max but, cannot uh, add anymore. But so, it is it Caleb is just had really. To, Caleb had to mention the sketchbook thing, which spoke to me on an enormous level. Yeah, it's you just guys, your adventure if, and your sketchbook. In oh, in the way that the sketchbook <laughs> updates as well, I think is is really it again shows that maturity of it is not a life is not a stagnant thing. You're not going to just have a moment in time that you just sort of move on from. You're going to reference it again. And I think the and sketchbook, it's crude and looks like a Microsoft Paint book, but the way that it builds on itself is just so organic, so beautiful. And when you finish the game and you finish the credits, your sketchbook comes up. Yeah, exactly. As a, you get as to reflect a, As on you have a, a, visual, a visual reference to your adventure. Right. 59 minutes. If you want to send us, <laughs> your, if you want to send us anything, anything at all, critcrewpodcast.gmail.com. Oh, guys. Facebook.com guys, slash critcrew. Guys, if, if you want to send us fan art wanna, of a bunch of cult dads. No, if you want to do fan art of the three of us as animals in Night in the Woods, that would touch my heart. As the that goths. That would be very interesting. As the goths. <laughs> yeah, we're the, yeah. yeah, if we're anything in this game, we're the three teen goths. You're like spot on with that, Caleb. Too edgy, five me. Too edgy. Thanks for listening. Don't be a narc. Don't tell on us. We're going to keep the pastor. We're going to keep recording behind the church, guys. Don't tell on us. Please don't. Crit has been adjourned. Yeah, yeah, you think it's adjourned. I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> He's going to keep going. I mean, if you want to just list off everything you've been wanting to say, that could also be the end of the episode segment. I got 15 pages of notes here, dude. There's too much. How many pentagrams are in those notes? Oh, dude, there's so it's all pentagrams. I wrote down like just give... I wrote down Selmer's and we didn't even yeah I wrote down Selmer's, oh my God, entire, Selmer's. her entire poem on like Selmer's might might actually boy billionaires be and might... Sil- the the direct reference okay. to Silicon Valley. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Silicon. Yeah, there's Kingdom that. Kingdom to the ground.
Oh. Anything else? I mean, you, you you have the floor right now. Dude, I don't even... There's too much. There's too much. Guys, play the game. Like, play the game. I'll get, I'm going to give it my, like, personal phone number. Just, like, send me <laughs> please, a... Just give me a call. Me. I could talk about this game for years. 